initiate startup process. Now, all the way live. Hey, yo, <laughs> y'all know what this is. Damn it, the most hip-hop and R&B. I want to introduce to y'all. It's the infamous. Call your friends and tell them it's going down now. It's going down. Woo! You understand that? It's It's live. Let's, Let's go. In five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Infamous Hour Live. I'm your host, the Infamous Amadeus, all social media platforms at the Infamous Amadeus. And in case you've been watching these shows as of recent, we have a brand new sponsor, 97 Piff, the first ever fully organic can of butter mixed with haze and hydro. Talk about a blast from the past. Okay. Everything we do here on the Infamous Hour is a blast for the past. You can, you can watch these episodes on Boom Bap Nation or see them on Spotify. Of course, listen to me on SiriusXM, Shade 45, every single Thursday, noon for the new records, and then, of course, 3 p.m. for the throwback classics. And when it comes to the Infamous Hour, I have my guy who is humbly in the building, Tone Vieira. What's up? Inf, what's going on, man? We, um, I got to tell you, man, I'm speechless on this one, B. I know I get hype about every guest we have, but... Today, you truly brought a legend into the building, so I'm pumped. Yeah, most definitely. So so, so when I started radio, um, I had like a short bucket list of people that, that I wanted to meet or interview, right? And, and, I, and I've done them all to this point. Nas, uh, Cool G Rap, DJ Premier, and to finally fix the bucket list. It's an amazing experience. This guy is very active, just dropped the project. Super amazing. He has a project that is out now. He's doing NFTs. He's in the crypto. He's been telling you guys about the metaverse since the 2000s, and he's here on the Infamous Out Cannabis. Welcome. What's up, brother? Peace, peace. I want to give a big shout to DJ Infamous. You know, and, uh, and my man right there, just on the, on, the, on, the, on the cast with you right there. You can just shout him up. I want to send a shout out to y'all, man, because um, round of applause for you, man. Appreciate that. Uh, you know, Thank for you. y'all that have been, you know, tuning in for this long, it's mm-hmm. kind of like that boomerang effect. Yeah. And we, a lot of artists never get a chance to experience. They never get a chance to hear from someone who is a step up the ladder, pulling them up like, yo, I remember you, man. Come on, man. And, yeah. you know, pull you up and step up the ladder. It means a lot. No, no, for sure. And it means a lot to have you here. Now, uh, you've been doing some amazing things with this new project, uh, considerably with the NFTs and digital assets. And I kind of think you would be the f- the perfect person to kind of explain what an NFT is to someone that doesn't even know. Like, we have a lot of older listeners, and they may be kind of, like, confused. What is an NFT? Should I invest into an NFT? So can you give, like, a brief description of what that is and then how you use it to promote your music? Okay. Um, so... I'm in the process of trying to, because this thing is like the wild, wild west still. It's uh, people still foraging for this digital gold, so to speak, right? Um, you know, settlers, it's early. It's, it's uh, if, if you're, if you're messing with it right now, even though you've got, you know, Sotheby's selling them, right? Yeah. For, you know, seven figures, you know, way up there in the mega seven figure level, um, it's still, it's still right now. If you're messing around with NFTs, it's still, you're still what we would call like an early adopter mm. because there's so much more the legs. It's got a lot more growing to do. Mm. However, the best way I could de- describe it, and um, if you want to know about like the NFTs and how you can utilize them to your benefit, you got you got to go to iPictorio.com. You got to get the app off of Google Play. Mm-hmm. You got to make that push, right? Because that's where the experts are. The experts that, you know, have uh, iPictorio.finance, iPictorio.wallet. 
It's one of the cuts I got on the new album with uh, Jurassic Five, right? Those guys are really, um, you know, unbeknownst to most people, you know, those guys got their own coin, the J5. You know what I mean? Um, they're building a coin for me as well. You know, uh, you got uh, Mr. Barber and uh, Jurassic Five. So iPictorio.com, go get the app of Google Play. Now, insofar as how I see the NFT world, I feel like, uh, so you got old money and you got new money, right? Yeah. Uh, in the art world, the old money would be like, you know, the Mona Lisa's, the, uh, the, uh, the Picasso's, the Rembrandt's. Like if you, if you had, you know, uh, expendable income and your old money and, uh, and your new money, well, we already know the old money owns those things already. Right. <laughs> but if you, if you were new money and you wanted to invest in those things or purchase them, you know, you got to, you got to go ahead and go to these auction houses where they probably probably get a lot of pushback because we don't, you know, new money doesn't look like old money, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, you know, they we don't smell like new money doesn't smell like old money, like right? Like so, you know, it'd be like a Thomas Crown, like the movie, like the Thomas Crown affair, where it's like, you know, old money probably takes new money for a ride when it comes to trying to break into that, you know, that that art. Um, you know that that you know invest in the art mm. how do i have it you know because where do you store it right yeah where do you store these these art pieces that you get you got to store them overseas yeah how do you know you know how do you authenticate how do you know that it's not you know just a great replica like mm. how do you know right so the way i look at it is these nft this whole nft arena is old money already owned the art Right. But it was physical pieces mm. and pieces that new money can't get. So new money came up with a way to make their own art, art that is accessible to them, art that's valuable based off the same the same concepts, you know, the supply and demand, authenticity, one of a kind, that sort of thing. And that's what you see now. You know, if uh you know, Jay-Z jumped into the arena, right? With, you know, with the reasonable doubt NFT, mm. that's new money, right? Yeah. New money making its own art. So, you know, that cover, a reasonable doubt cover is, I mean, if you ask me like, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a big piece of history mm. right there. You know what I mean? Uh, You know, n- not just Jay-Z, the artist, but the era. That that represent, right. Yeah. So all together. And then what's, what's been built from it. Cause mm. you know, his company and, and that legacy is going to be around, you know, long after a lot of this stuff fades away. Mm-hmm. So that's new money making their own art now. Right. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it. The NFTs are new money capturing what's valuable to them mm-hmm. and us and making it, making that value, putting it in a situation where that value is an asset now mm-hmm. and it can grow. And, you know, you know, hopefully, uh, in the future, you know, become an asset that you can, you know, I don't know, have like a trust fund sort of thing going on for your heirs and people who are connected. And and this is not just a selfish thing, man. It's it's something that that spread out across the table where everybody can have a seat and a plate at the table because obviously, you know, Jay-Z's reasonable doubt NFT only adds to the value of anyone else that was to come down the line that is recognizable as recognizable as him or even remotely close. Right. Yeah. And even for different reasons, right. You yeah. got other artists that, 
you know, they maybe they don't have, you know, I mean, who else has that kind of run? Nobody. But but in terms of other things, though, there are other things that that might be, you know, that, that also might be advantageous for an artist to come out with for an NFT, you know, like, yeah. uh, you know, I think like I think Public Enemy is very like Chuck's Chuck's into that. Chuck D is also in that in that field. In that space. NFT, well, yeah, his NFTs do real well, yeah. you know. And actually, I saw Onyx and Dog Pound have a uh, NFT coming out as well. Oh, okay, okay. So I need to go check. I knew Onyx was working on something, so I got to go check that out too. But yeah, and Onyx got history, you know. You know, Onyx. See, people don't really. I mean, some people remember. I'm not sure, but but I, I know I know that Onyx when they came out, man. Remember, Onyx was like the first rap group that, you know, when they said, you know, throw throw your throw your things in the air when they was talking that. Uh, Freddie and Sticky told me this story. They said when when they was talking that, they was just saying it. You know, they were they were talking it. They were saying it, but when they went on tour, because you know the records went platinum. Yeah. When they went on tour, they realized that a lot of them people out there who had them, you know, them FFLs and, and them CCWs, you know, CCWs and all that. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, they realized like, yo, you know, people was coming to the shows at the parties with grenades. You know what I'm trying to say? Like heavy hardware. They didn't even know. That it was like they told me the stories. They was like, "Yo, we out in the sticks, and these folks coming to the shows, and they trying to show us." They was like, "Oh, that's what that's what you want? Okay, let me let me bring this, this M60 out here and show you this chain fed, you know yeah. what I mean? This <laughs> mini gun, you know what I mean? Let me show you what, what this is about." So, yeah, they they definitely got a hand in on this this NFT. Yeah, you know they got they got a foot in. So, yeah. and cannabis. You were saying um that you know right now we're in the early adapting stage where people are just learning about NFTs. There's people who they've heard the term, but they don't really understand it. Still, like I'm still trying to understand it. And I feel like you gave one of the best explanations to date about it. So it sounds like you got in early. Now I know you must have got really excited when you heard the news about Nas's NFT, how it crashed the website, how the right the, the demand was so high. How excited did that get you for your own NFT project? Like you're like, yo, if Nas could do it, like you know, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, and shout out to Nas for doing that as well. But that's the thing, right? Like, uh you know, unfortunately, right? I mean, fortunately for the people who have made it to that certain economic status in, in the real world, because the NFT is not the real world. It's it's new money establishing what's valuable in the art world, right? And, and when you say new money, you mean like cryptocurrency? No, I mean new money. I mean people who otherwise would be going to you know an auction to bid on a painting that's like you know 200 years old or 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 you know older than that or artifacts or going to you know to procure things that are old value of old value that everyone's saying yo this is it but they they had a jump start on everybody right Mm -hmm. like you most people don't even can't even pronounce the places that you would have to go to participate in these auctions and so old money just they, and they lock this out like they usually always do, right? They make it so hard for you to play and, you know, you're on the bench. Mm-hmm. They make it so hard for you to get out on the field that they forced new money into creating their own. Mm-hmm. And so the first example I can think of was the uh, the Board Ape Yacht Club NFTs where, you know, that thing's on Sotheby's like 20-something, you know, mil. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of crazy. Like, yeah. millions yeah. for that? Yeah. Well, that's good, though, because what that shows you is that they're willing to invest in their own product and their own art and say that this is valuable to us. And I know that, that, you know, 
you know, if we want to be objective about it, I don't know it, how valuable that is. I can't say that that's more valuable than the Mona Lisa. I can't yeah. say that yeah. objectively, but I can say that if they, if you don't want to allow us to participate, I mean, it's the same way rap music was, man. Like we weren't allowed to participate in all of the genre, you know, have our own genre of music. So what did we do? We 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 pushed we pushed the envelope so heavy. The youth did like you remember. You're from my era. You remember yeah. we pushed it so hard. It was like every talent show. What you see us doing? Break dancing, pop and locking. We doing DJ turntablism. We doing um you know graffiti artwork. You know all you seen at the rapping. We doing yeah. all that. Yeah. We so then you know America had to take notice and say all right man give them their own movie you know what i mean wow style like let them get their own and and they did that to kind of keep us quiet right mm-hmm. because they knew that if they if they did it for much longer i mean it was going to be an explosion then then overseas started picking up on it and then they started to you know communicate with each other using rap because yeah. that's what it yeah. was this was in the beginning it was a communicatory device mm-hmm. that's what we used it was like our own you know, walkie-talkie, you know, shortwave radio station, if you will, you know? Mm-hmm. And we were forced into that. And so now that's what the NFTs are. I'm not really qualified to speak on how, how like, what it is. I, I'm just giving you my, my take on it. Because remember, just because it's open and it's the Wild Wild West and you can do it, because this is for the Internet 3.0, where mm-hmm. this is all going, it's like, you still gotta you gotta get some land in there, right? You gotta get some real estate in the game. You have to get involved in it earlier rather than later because you know you might wake up in, in a world where we just wake up and the crypto is worth what it's worth. Because now you can you can buy it, right? Yeah. But what happens when that day when you wake up and you just can't get it no more? Now you gotta work for it. You can't go buy it. You, you gotta work for it now. I don't think people are understanding that that's possible. Yeah. That's why you have to get in there and and so, uh, yeah, uh, congratulations to all those big, the big wigs out there, the heavy hitters that are already making a lot in that space. I, I particularly, I'm working on NFTs, I'm doing that sort of thing, but my value in the real world is not such that, you know what I mean, that someone might say, oh yeah, I, w- I would go and pay this much for that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, if you fast forward to the future, it's quite possible that my catalog could be worth so much that these that now the NFTs are expensive. You understand what I mean? Like very expensive. And like off of one cannabis NFT, you know, you could send your kids to college, you could retire, you could, you know, go to the Bahamas and live, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Live off of a, a monthly stipend. But it's unfortunate because if if what you're doing here with this interview, it adds to the value of things. If hip hop been going the way that it's, if it continues on the way that it's been going, all these other artists out there that are valuable, their value won't, won't rise to the surface. And therefore they won't be able to make these NFTs that are seen as being valuable. And somebody's going to come in later on and exploit that. And that artist won't see any of it. Like we'll be gone and and, and everybody will repeating the same conundrum that a lot of those old money artists yeah. were repeating, you know, chop your ear off because you didn't make no money. Your painting wasn't worth nothing. You know what I mean? Nikola Tesla, you know, died broke in a, in a hotel room in a New Yorker, downtown Manhattan, you know, where in a place that was lit up with the lights that he discovered, you know, the, the, the energy, the electricity, the source yeah. of the, of the lights, 
and he died broke in the hotel feeding pigeons. You know, people thought he was he was he was platanos. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That that's 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 what's unfortunate about all this. So yeah. I I don't really want to behave as if you know, oh yeah, this is great, man. Jump into it and so forth and so on because we're all making big money. Like it's not even like that. Like oh, hip hop, what you're doing is is I salute you for it. Appreciate but, that. More more of people with your stature have to do it in order for us to win with it. Because yeah. if you don't, then it just becomes something that yeah, his NFT ain't worth nothing. And then we kind of we go into it with the same attitude that we had in hip hop before when um like the internet. When I was doing the the cannabis.com, no one saw the value of it, even though I was talking about it at nauseum. Yeah. Nobody cared. Then when they finally figured it out, everybody want a website now. And everybody want they well now that's even old news, right? Yeah. So it's like I sort of see the same thing going on, which so I, I'm not really uh I'm not forcing nobody to get into it. I'm not advertising it. I'm just saying, man, if y'all don't get it together, then um, it won't matter how yeah. much of a big deal it is because you ain't going to make no bread off of it anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you know, you, you know, you didn't really support. So, you know, you're going to wake up in the same world. Everybody else is where you got to go. You got to go earn the crypto. Now you got to go earn the value. You can't, you know what I mean? Purchase it and just, if they, if they would have, if, if they would have just listened, you know, at that time, if they would have just listened, then the value we would have been moving as a force together, meaning that hip hop and all the artists that participated, right? Mm. Our value, what they say, a, a, a rising tide raises all boats, right? Mm. If, if And that's a natural, that's a natural occurrence. If people just allowed hip hop to, you know, naturally evolve, we would have that. But there's a lot of things going on, man, where where it's not allowed to naturally evolve. There are forces at work, you know, you know, dividing, fragmenting, having people. So so this guy's NFT does well. Oh, yeah, that's great for him. But nobody else NFT is doing well. Well, why? You know, we were all carrying the same flag. So that that's that's really what's going on, you know. Yeah, it's, it seems like a very unbalanced system. Now, you've always been advanced um, and, and always have talked about technology and, and had like these very like extravagant punchlines about, you know, things that people want to talk about. But I want to get your opinion on the like actual evolution of hip hop. I kind of feel like everyone feels different about it. We are in a different time where um, I mean, obviously, youth moves hip hop. And it kind of feels like the majority of youth doesn't care about some of the principles that we have. Lyricism, they don't care about breakdancing, they don't kind of care about the art. It's just moving and bounce. Um, what is your take on the current state of rap music? Are you receptive to, to uh, the younger flow of music? Do we need a balance? How do we restore it? Let me get your thoughts on it. Very much so. Very receptive to it. I'm proud of these little youngers for even being able to persevere and being able to, like, adapt and adjust to the obstacles that they face. I couldn't imagine, you know, being born into a body after, you know, my time ending up where it's like social media. Like, you mean to tell me that I got to go on here and I got to be on a video all day. I got to sit up here and self-promote. I got to, yeah. you know, I got to answer all these questions coming at me from all of these different, you know, what do they call them? The hashtags and all this. Mm. It's, it's like, it's, they're, for them to adapt and adjust to that, I mean, these are the children of, you know, our era, mm -hmm. uh, children and great, you know, grandchildren of our era, like they're incredible. Right. But the, the, 
the part that people keep skipping over and it keeps getting skipped over is that, you know, and you know what? I don't even want to say it because this, it always, the, the person who says this always ends up, you know what I'm saying, in bad shape just for saying it. But, you know, there has to be like a unification, man, because if you don't unify, then what happens is it's fragmented. And when it's fragmented and it's divided, it doesn't matter whose NFT sold for what and 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 who who sold it. It's, it's going to be the same model that it was moving forward before. You see what I'm trying to say? Like, how can you be, you know what I mean? Like a hip hop artist that been in it 20 years plus and, uh, and it's like, you know, you're the one that's trying to, you got to do your NFT from scratch. There's no, there's no, you mean to tell me there's no hip hop, uh, 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 justice league to just be like, all right, listen, we got your contract. It's already ready. We know who you are. We know what your catalog looks like. We know what, like, you know, based off our system, your value is this. And it's not no value based off of no sound scan. New money got to do what old, what not what old money did. New, mo- new money got to do with the new money with these NFTs, like, you know, these guys that went ahead and got their stuff at Sotheby's. That's what new money rap got to do. New money rap got to set up, a, a, a you know, like a, a system, a value system, internet a value system iov system where the artist's value is not based off of sound scan or based off of your latest record sales it's based off of your contribution to hip-hop and where you stand in terms of your 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 you know your ability right your yeah. raw ability yeah. what you came to the table with your influence right the 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 um the intensity that a fan has when you mention the name it's like oh that's my favorite like yo you know fans some I, I call them brotherhood to me they're not fans fans be fanatic and all that but like part of the brotherhood or what have you um you know you see them like you you know they oh my, oh my god i can't believe it's you and you hug them that's real you understand what i'm saying yeah. that yeah. all by itself says that your nft should be valuable mm-hmm. it's like like it, just because the album didn't sell it doesn't go on sounds good it didn't chart that 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 your brother out there who who recognized your music, an observer, a, yep. a, a collector, what have you, they got all your records, you know, that means it's value there. Yep. So, yeah. you know, once again, unification, man, if, 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 if the, the, you know, the tastemakers and the king makers and the key makers up there in hip hop don't mm-hmm. do that for us and along with us, then we all start from scratch. It's like the, you know, the, the trigger get pulled for the starting line. All right, you set, ready, set, go. And the race is on. And, you know, we doing what we always been doing, which is just run and leave everybody behind and see what happened. And you know what happens? We all end up in the same box. Mm. Talk you about know? it. Cannabis dropping that knowledge on us here on Boom Bap Nation. Listen, um, I'm liking everything you're saying, Cannabis. I got to ask you this question before I move forward. Bro, how do you stay looking so young? Right now, you oh. just pulled up on the screen and I was like... <laughs> Oh shoot! I was like, this man found the fountain of youth. You crazy man! Hey, knock it off, man. Sometimes I get up, I feel like I'm a hundred years old, man. Stop playing. <laughs> not at all. Not Body ate. Hey, the other day, I was looking at my feet, man. Like, so my pinky, my pinky toes, man. They're not black yet. You know what I'm saying? They, they changed. They made a little bit off brown. You know what I'm saying? They're not black yet. You know what I'm saying? But they, they got a little color to them. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I was looking at them the other day, and I was, you know. I got to oil them up, man. I got to take care of my little dogs, man, because, you know, 
they flat feet, man. I got flat feet, you know what I'm saying? Size 12 wide, you hear me? They're like skis. Yeah. So skis. I got to, um, yeah. And, and, you know, throughout my life, I, I've done a lot of athletic things, you know, and uh, they took me through everything. They've been with me the whole time. And, um, you know, you know, you, you talk about youth, man, but the body works as a, as one unit, but it's a whole bunch of different organs operating to make that happen. So, uh, when you talk about youth and looking youthful and all of that, I got to say, man, maybe that's just attributed to like the heart chakra, um, taking in what the energy that I get from energies like yours, it recharges and reinvigorates, man, because trust me, man, radiation breaks us all down. Um, you know, the other forces out there breaks us all down, man. Like we kind of, we kind of keeping each other alive, whether we realize it or not, you know what I mean? It's like back in the day, I used to have parakeets, you know, you, you know, you got three or what have you and one passes, then the other passes right after. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's how it is. That's how it is for us, man. And, Mm -hmm. and, um, we got to unify, man. We have to, man, because in the end, like the, all we got is us, man. It's so true. And, um, we got to just get past. And I've really, I've really, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm brought to a, a cliff's edge with y'all just to say, I really appreciate this, man. Y'all having this out and y'all not asking the same questions everybody else asks, man. Like, you don't know how, how boxed in I feel when you get to that. Yeah, and I, yeah. I don't really even know how to react because, you know, even if you try to sidestep it, the narrative that comes out the next day, oh, yeah, we did the interview with Cannabis, Cannabis Talks, this, 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 and this. And if you cross-reference that with what what an what a interview looked like 10 years ago, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. thing. It's the same so, thing. So, so, so who is it that's doing this, man? You yeah. know what I'm trying to say? Like, like I, I talked to, to, to Aunt Mady about it, man, because so I did an interview with, with, with Chuck from um, with Creedmoor from AllHipHop.com, right? But on there, you know, there, there's like a, there's a, uh, on AllHipHop.com, like you, you type my name in Google and it comes up to like, you know, my, my daughter is like a, a brick house model or some brick house, something crazy. Like she's like a brick house model and she's, you know, something crazy and, my daughter is six years old, bro. Yeah. yeah. Like that, that shit that, is crazy. You understand what I'm saying? It's crazy. Yeah, and so, a, and so, but look, but look, nobody stepped up to fix it though. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So, so people can say whatever they want. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But they're, they're deliberately mm-hmm. contributing to their own demise. Cause yeah. see, this is what happened with hip hop when, you know, when, when the, the, the magazine articles, when it was all positive, oh, five mics three and a half mics, four mics, but it was positive though. Even if you got two mics, remember there was, there was a couple of those. Yeah. No, two so, mics so some people got mic. one mic, I think. Hey, hey, you know, but if it was in the early, early days, it would still have some positive vibes to it. Yeah. But, but then when it went, then, then when the, you know, the people, the, the promotion of Dallas for the Uggs came in. Yeah. And, you know, the different, the different, you know, we know what they are, man. These little promotion magazines, yeah. when these promotions came in and that money started to come in, that's when the articles started to state negative things. Yeah, everything started to this, change. This group is at war with this one. Mm-hmm. This coast is at war with that one. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, rap is infighting. Yeah. And, and, and look, what happened to the magazines? The magazines were doing so well. So well. Where are they, Where are they now? They tanked. Where are they now? Do they even have the equivalent online? No. no. They're through. They're done, right? Mm-hmm. So what did they really do by, 
you know, doing disingenuous things like the article I was telling you about, about my my particular personal situation where like, come on, man, she's six years old, man. What are you trying to do? Are you trying to, are you, are you preloading her life? Are you trying to make it to where, you know what I mean? When she's 12, somebody says, is this you? You understand what I'm trying yeah. to say? Yeah, yeah, and definitely. it's like, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. You know, you know, cannabis, I definitely appreciate uh, you saying that because I, I've made it my business once I began, because because I've, I've been an artist, I've, I've been a producer, I've been a film, uh, videographer, I've done a lot of different things. And I, I've made it my business, um, when it comes to journalism, not to be controversial, right? Because it is about the catalog. It is about the music. And I think a lot of people do clickbait, right? Ever since AOL, right. it was like clickbait. You would get yeah. like the, uh, the the instant message and it'd be like the link and then your computer gets a virus. It's you just like, me. yeah. It's, and you're taking it back to the top, AOL. AOL. The, you're this, right. This is kind of like, this kind of like where it all started. Now, I had mentioned to you uh, before we started this interview, like you literally got me through high school, right? And, and with, with Dylan, <laughs> no, for real, like I used to run to the Aki spot, go get my nickel bag of weed, go to the Aki spot. I'm looking for the mixtape to see what is the next cannabis verse that is going to expand my mind from where I am. Right, because that's that's what that's what I got out of listening to you as a kid. Right, I'm from the project for the Bronx, you know, low income poverty. You know, grew up in a crack home, and I'm I'm hearing this amazing MC, and you were so extravagant, even though it wasn't real, it felt real. Right, we talk about you're gonna fly around the earth twice, where I was feeling once, <laughs> like 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 those type of things. But um, so you you spit a lot of bars. And you got on a lot of beats, especially freestyles. Were there any beats when it came to original songs that you passed up on? And it ended up becoming a hit. Maybe something that somebody gave you was like, and it just didn't feel right at that time. But then somebody else took it, and it kind of just blew up. Any one of those in the in the archive? As far as far as, far as rap, nah, nah. Um, as far as like rap beats, hip hop beats, nah. No, nobody gave me a beat that they turned around and gave to somebody else, and it turned into a class. That never happened. I don't care what article saying what anywhere. Oh, he mm. passed on that. It's mm. not true because if it was a producer. They gave it to him because remember you got beat makers, you got producers, yeah. right? I love them both, mm. but but uh, but we know the difference, right? The mm. producer would just take them rhymes, them sixteen, them three sixteens, and and make a hook out of it, yeah. and then produce it. The record from start to finish has the you know the 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 the, the, the chorus, the, the 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 um the bridge, the bridge, the chorus, the the, the verse, the, the the chorus, you know the outro. It's you know right? Mm. It's all there. Yeah. The, the beat maker is going to give you something. You're going to go and craft and paint on the canvas and do what you do. And, um, you know, you might be able to make something out of it that's that's impactful, but it's not necessarily going to be a hit. You know what I mean? Um, that I've never got a, a rap beat like that. If anybody has this contrary to say, like, remind me, man, like play something, you know, remind me. Or I'm not sure if it even matters, but, but something that I did get, and um, I I passed on it because I wasn't really on in that vibe, man. It was uh, so Brandy and Monifa was doing the girls, the boys, mind Jones. Mm. and it came to the studio tonight. You know what I'm saying? When, when Clef was playing, you know, certain records off the album, he was had like a listening party, and that's the night like I met Stevie Wonder, um, um, a couple folks, man. Kicked there. Brandy came through the studio, um. Christine, Christine Million came through the studio. Um, you know, a couple other people. I don't even want to say their name because they ended up being weirdos afterwards. But you know, <laughs> people came through the studio to listen to the records. And uh, Brandy, Brandy, they, her, her her manager or something. They they passed that record to me, and I listened to the record. And I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I was so embroiled in in like you know getting them rhymes, the stuff you're talking about on the mixtapes. 
I didn't know where to go with that. Mm. You know oh, because okay, you were so focused on just the mixtape yeah. vibe to kind of like counteract and do like yeah. that type of record. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you remember? You remember? You remember the the cannabis feature on the Brian McKnight song? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm still screaming on the mic. I'm talking on this shit. Like, well, bro, I want to hear that, man. <laughs> you know, I was young. I was yeah. twenty. What twenty two? I was still. <laughs> I would do. A, I did. I remember doing remix with seven oh two. I was screaming on the mic. Like you know, I'm then. They would, my dudes were telling me, like, the A&R type of dudes were like, yo, bitch, just chill, like, with it, you know, and I didn't understand what they were saying, like, in my mind, I'm like, yo, she gonna listen to it, you know what I'm saying, she gonna listen to it anyway, like, all that stupid shit, but it's because love hip-hop that much, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't deliberately trying to ignore, you know, palatable advice, mm -hmm. it's just that, in my mind, the kind of hip-hop we were doing it was going to last forever. I didn't know that that the lane was going to get, you know, when they got them, them arrows to tell you that the lane is merging, it's merging. Yeah. I didn't know it was going to turn into that. I thought it was only going to get bigger. Mm. And so, you know, that, that, that type of stuff, I did pass on it. I passed on records that ended up being big. That was one of them. There are others too that I can't really remember. I know that that one, there was, that was one. I did the Brian McKnight one. I did the, I did the other one. And then look, them records went nowhere, right? So what the hell was them niggas trying to put me on the records for anyway? You should have been trying to get me on a record with, you know what I'm saying, with, with Buster or something. Yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, or, you yeah, know, why did you do that? Chance. You know, at that age, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I was ready for that then. But, you know, it's just crazy, man. And as you mentioned, Wyclef a second ago, one of the songs you made with him was uh, the Gone Till November remix. Right, I right. Just, Quite a few legends on that one. Uh, you got to right. work with Destiny's Child on that one as well. Right, 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 um, right, right. Anytime people ask me, like, yo, what's one of, like, the toughest bars you ever heard? I got to say, it's from that very song. Right. You said a bar like, ain't nobody repping this hard since gang is con. We blaze hell to the heavens fall. Yeah, and Bro, see, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> yo, you know what's crazy? <laughs> yeah, yo, listen. You go on to November, like, listen, man. R&B hip hop track. Shout out to Clef and Jerry Wonder for that, right? And um, he has some other features on that track. Um, but think about it. That record, I'm sitting there spitting bars on the record, right? And it was supposed to be something that was a lot more radio friendly. Clef and Jerry was able to turn it into that, right? But outside of those two guys, man, no one was able to take what I was doing and make it cross. You know what I'm saying? Those dudes brought it to the bridge, got it to the other side. And I, and I thank them for that. But outside of that, who else was able to do it? So why were those guys coming to me, the other folks coming to me and telling me to do this when they knew that, look, that's just not him. You know what I mean? Like basically they were trying to recycle something that, Yo, listen, that's, it's a different type of hip hop. What's the matter with it, man? Am I doing something wrong here? You know, they got me to thinking that, you know, 16, 16, 16, like that's the law. You know what I'm saying? Anything outside of that, you're done. You know, no radio, no nothing, no love. And see, you know, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation, man. But just think about it, man. Like they, you know, imagine that being the law for hip hop, like all the way throughout, man. There's so many artists that we know now that wouldn't just wouldn't be out. Yeah. It's like the artist can't prove how, how busy they get in 16 bars, man. You just can't do it. Yeah. And you might have someone say the contrary and say, well, you should be able to do what you got to say in 16 bars. You know, I don't know, man. I, it, 
it that it's not it's not satisfying for somebody that sit around and memorize hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bars, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, nonstop to just spit 16. It's not satisfying, right? No, it's not, yeah. Yeah, yeah so. we need some we some more time. Once again, right, we're live right now. This is the infamous hour. If you're watching on social media, Facebook.com slash Boombat Nation. Shout out to the loyal listeners of Boombat Nation. Of course, Sirius XM Shade 45. I have the cannabis in the building. Uh, so speaking of lyrics, to me, Buckingham Palace is the best lyrical display I've ever heard on a record. And I and I'm not saying this because you're in front of me. I'm like, this is what it is. Second to that, I would say Beast from the East, uh, your verse on the Lost Boys joint now. I want to know if you ever got like any backlash from lines that you would say, like specifically like on the Beast Face, like you the reference like Adam and Eve and like sticking dick to her and like yeah. did, did you get any backlash from labels or or just anyone in particular? Like wow that may have been vulgar yeah. or maybe some of the so, other things that you were saying. Yeah. So so um Right. One, one thing, one thing that I did, um, a segue to that, a caveat to what I was saying is also like a producer. This guy's a producer that did take, that did make records that, you know, did records that it was more than just hip, hip hop records was Domingo. Domingo, oh, shout Domingo. Full spectrum dominance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Big Brother Domingo. Mm-hmm. Full Spectrum Dominus had some records on there. You had Ghetto People. You had um you had uh the song on there with Alicia Keys, which was a, which was a you know, it was a it was a viable Alicia Keys record with you know cannabis featuring mm-hmm. Alicia Keys it was a real record. It wasn't something that he just jacked from somewhere. Yeah. And um I mean he made that and what did it do? It went right under the radar, mm-hmm. right? I mean it made some noise. But it went right on the radar. You know, occasionally Domingo and I talk about it. And you know what I'm saying? Like, we both feel like a certain ways about it going under the radar, mm-hmm. mainly because full spectrum dominance. It had like four pieces to it, it's like four EPs. Mm-hmm. And um, there was music on, on that that series. There's music on yeah. there, not just rap over beats. Cause we know that even though Domingo does hard beats, he still makes music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the man is a musician. You know, so I just wanted to point that out because I think that was probably the last time that I attempted to make anything that was, you know, like music that was just outside of the vein of what I would do. Was yeah. just, oh, yeah. Give me the beat. Let me run with it. it so it, it, is that because they categorize you too much? I mean, this is pre-social media. What I think it was because you got categorized too much as like a battle aggressive rapper um, or was it youth and non-experience not being able to adjust? You kind of ta- you kind of touched on it a little bit, but is right. it a combination of both? Or so yeah, okay, so so yes and no. Now at that time, like let's let's think back to okay, we talking ninety eight, we talking ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight, because I was signing Universal in ninety six, September eighth, ninety six, and then the album didn't come out till September eighth or ninth, ninety eight. So you know, two yeah, years, right? Through the knowledge, but. Let's let's take it back to that time, circuit that time, from what I can remember, which is not much. Um, what was a battle rapper? Like, see, now we got real battle rappers out there, right? Back then, what the hell was a battle rapper? Yeah. You, you see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, you, everybody you see was how they, Yeah. You see, you see how they put us? Like, mm. they, they put us, they put it like really what we would always use poets, man. Mm. We was poets through and through, through and through and through throughout. We were making words rhyme that nobody else ever put together before. We were putting concepts together that nobody else ever done before. We were talking about things that had never been discussed, you know what I'm saying, in any kind of public forum, right? Mm-hmm. We, we were the eyes and ears of the world. And when the rest of the world caught on 
how we were doing it and with the language we were using, they went ahead and they did it on their own. Mm. You know what I'm saying? When I went to, to France, you know, NTM was out there at the time. NTM is a huge group out there. But my star and Tefal worked on one of my records that I put out over there. They put it out, right? And NTM is huge over there at the time. But why did NTM love me so much? You understand what I'm trying to say? It's because they was hardcore hip hop, man. Them dudes got busy, right? So overseas, you go overseas, they love you. But you, you came from the States, you know, they calling you a battle rapper. But when you fast forward to today, we got real battle rappers now, right? Correct. So, so how could I have been a battle rapper back then only? You see where I'm coming mm-hmm. from? I was doing more than just battle rapping. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So I just feel like then there, therein lies the rub. That's where we can start to, you know, the night vision, you know, is, is pointing out, okay, yo, that's that right there is not. That's not the trees moving. Yeah. Something else there. There were always forces involved to come in here, man, and create the chaos and the confusion, man, and uh, you know, misdirect, misinform, and take all our victories in certain areas and turn them into, you know, turn them into just you know uh, disasters, and then take and then take the disasters and make them. Oh, oh, this is the greatest thing that ever happened to hip hop, right? So people, our era, we're old enough to remember those things. We could almost go sit back and itemize it, right? Mm -hmm. But first first and foremost, the ones that are trying to do different or do better, they got to identify. First, they got to be able to identify. You can't just look at this thing and think that we were left on our own recognizance to just make music. It's not true, man. We were fought tooth and nail, heavy warfare, man. You know what I'm saying? We got casualties. We got casualties in this rap shit over that. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Our definitely. Artists were lost because their voices, mm. their voices were saying things, mm. right? And I don't know, you know. Talk about it. I don't know. Huh? Talk about it. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, we got to. Like I said, man, unified, man. That's where it's at because you're right. Facts. The East from the East and all that, it was pushed back. Mm-hmm. But once again, for the y'all, y'all was so y'all wanted it so much and so bad, and y'all was so brolic about it when y'all got what y'all wanted. I'm talking about like the brotherhood, man. Yeah, like yeah, you said, yeah. in the spot for the mixtape. Your reaction to it was so brolic and so robust that nobody could argue with you about it. Nobody's going to tell you like, yo, man, scrap with you over the, over the verse. Mm-hmm. Yo, we were at that time, man, we were, we were like the, man, we, we was probably the scariest thing like this country and, and the people that's running it and every, all of it, like just in general, like ever, ever saw, man, like yeah. in citizens, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, they think like that. <laughs> yo, is that what they, is that what's going on in their heads? You know what I'm saying? They thought, what was going on in our heads is what they was giving us on the TV box, you know, the little tube. Yeah. And when they when they realized, when they listened to us, they realized, like, you know what, we got to derail it somehow, man, because what they're doing, they, 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 you know, they processing thoughts and um, solutions. They don't know that they have solutions. They're close to a solution. And they're going to find it if they keep, you know, snooping around in these areas. And, um, you know, they just, they figured it out, though. But we we were you know we were we were experimenting. There were things we were doing that we didn't know what we was doing. You know what I mean? But how you gonna get to it if you don't go out there and, and start? Yeah. You know what I mean? Start, start kicking up the dust. Yeah, you gotta Trial you gotta start. Yeah, how do you wanna know? Yeah. How you gonna it's know? Gotta be, 
I appreciate that a, a while back you were saying um, that you appreciate this interview because of the fact that we're not asking you the same old questions as everyone else. You know, here we try to keep it about you, about your music. And, you know, we, we kind of want you like in a, in a very playful way. We want to you want you to take this moment to see it as like a, a time to talk your shit a little bit, too. You know, so uh, I guess I guess my question for you is like, you know, there was a point where you were literally seen as one of the hottest up and coming dudes like you were you were jumping on all these tracks with all these big names and you were bodying people left and right. So was there a point where you were like, yo, I'm on the path to become the greatest rapper ever? Was there was that ever ever a time where that no, came to you? No, a quick answer. No. And I'm going to tell you this, Tone, and it's the truth that, you know, what I'm saying, uh, you know, I swear on my heartbeat and it's from, you know, from every the core of my every every molecule in my body. All I wanted to do was get off the bench and play on the field with my favorites. Yeah. That's all I ever wanted to do. Um, I get it though. When I came out off the, on the field, I get it. I got on the field. I was like, uh, you know, I was, I was, I was ball hogging a bit. I get it. I get it. I get the rock. I wasn't didn't want to pass nothing. I just wanted to go. But that was only during my verses, though. When it was come time to do a hook, I pass it off to the next one. If y'all go back to my earliest records, I was saying the names of the people I was on the tracks with. I wasn't getting on the tracks and disrespecting dudes, like not saying their names and not. I got on tracks and I said the names of the people that I was on the track with, like, like yo, that I was going back and forth with. Th- that shows that shows that I respected them. I mean, am I am I wrong or what I'm saying? Like I was I was playing ball with the with the folks i was on the tracks with yeah no, you, was, no, you, no you're doing the right thing i mean because you know what i'm saying like yeah. at no time was i on these tracks and i really was seeing you know seeing red like i was in there and i was trying to like my aura wasn't red man like when i was on these tracks my aura was a cool aura but i wanted to get out on the, the, the bench i was excited yeah. you know what i'm saying like i was excited i, I had been practicing training getting ready for it and then when it happened I just didn't know how to act, man. And it's like hip hop was very um you guys were, were accepted that energy because that's the energy y'all had. We yeah. all had that same energy. Yeah. But you know, all the energy, man, was like it's like they was they was vexed at us or something. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. that's interesting. You know, they, they, that's interesting they you say vexed. that. That's interesting. They were vexed, yo. And and Cause you guys were like, you know, you guys were like our superheroes, like the mixtape, you know what I mean? Like that, you know, yourself pun, even early fab. I mean, this was the circuit of elite lyricists that were taking lyricism to a place that we never heard. Like this was the pinnacle of rap bars. Like this was it. it. This was it right here. Listen, my favorite time, it's funny you saying that, that, you know, the type of environment y'all wanted to set this interview up in, you know what it makes me feel like? It makes me feel like my first real experience of understanding what was happening in hip hop with me and my 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 position in it or my my like my starting game or something in hip hop and what the what the consensus was afterwards the review was during the time when when uh and yo, I got, I got, I got, I got salt and pepper here, man. Y'all that can see, I don't know if y'all can see. I got salt and pepper in this joint, man. I ain't know. He's talking about, he's talking about young. He's talking about young. Hold on, hold on, man. What's that? You see the salt and pepper there? Y'all see it? Yeah, you good though, man. You good? Right no, but do you see it? Do you see it? Good. Do you see it? 
There's something pepper there, man. There's something pepper there, man. I don't know what y'all talking about, but um, but yeah. So so, I remember when it was right around. I think it's beef from the east. It was beef from the east. You know, like a lot of the mixtapes, mm-hmm. the clues, the uh, the SNS, the you know Clark Kent. You know, doing records in the How We Roll, um, the Firm Jump. Um, Desperados. Lost Boys, Lost Boys, say again? Desperados. Hey, Desperados, that's right. Mm-hmm. A lot of different jumps around that time. The Brian McKnight, I don't know where the hell that one came out. I know I had vocal to it, though, but different things like that. I still hadn't come out. Going to November, it wasn't out yet. It, either the track wasn't made or it wasn't even out. Yeah, but during that time when those those mixtapes I was talking to you about and that vibe was there, there was no video. I had no videos, right? No video. So I used to be able to get on the train in the city, coming from the studio, you know, hit factory, battery, um, you know, coming from, uh, you know, even like Salam Remy studio where he didn't get that till later. But anywhere down there recording in the city. And I was, you know, Chung King, um, you know, you had a Quad, Unique, all those studios down there, right? I was able to, Record there, and on my way home, you know, I'm on the train. I go to from the 54th or you know uh, 58th, come the circle, get on the train, go down to uh, World Trade Center, and then from there, um, hop on the Jersey Path and go back out to you know you know you know Mount 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 Cromwell, you know Crom- Cromwell Apartments, you know what I'm saying over there North North Newark, right <laughs> yeah. now. So go to Broad Street, take the trip World Trade, get off there. Walk up Broad Street, you know what I'm saying? Mind my business, you know what I'm saying? Kick it with a couple of folks I used to, and then, and then make that right, get on that train and take my ass back up to, up to the New Jersey Drive, right? Mm-hmm. So now, during those rides on the train, it would be brothers like you, got the, got the boom box, got the CD, got the boom box plugged in, and you're playing the verses, and you're like, yo, this cannabis, yo, listen to you what that nigga cannabis said, and they don't know what I look like, and I'm sitting there, they're talking this behind me or they're in front of me or whatever. And they don't even know that's me sitting right there. That's how this interview feels right now, because we just kicking it. It's not like, it's not like y'all are not even acting like y'all know anything. We just kicking it. You know what I'm saying? You're talking about this guy, cannabis who did all of this, but that's not really how I feel. Mm -hmm. I feel like, like I still really didn't make no impact yet because if I did, you would be talking about my NFT. You would be talking about, you know what I mean? Because then I can really make a difference. But I'm that same guy on the train that can't make a difference yet. I'm trying to make a difference. You see what I'm saying? In spite of all of the stuff that has been done, all of these records, that catalog, all of that, I'm still the dude on the train that's looking at y'all saying, yo, you heard what he said? Yo, I heard, yo, that was my favorite time in music. Because I was able to see and experience how my rhymes was affecting people, people without the the the. Oh, that's him right there. Then, then you might get a different type of response because it's 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 different now. Mm-hmm. You know the 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 uh, the ambiance is different now. Like like, yo, you know I ain't dick riding him. You know what I'm saying? You know the shit is whatever. Like you remember hip hop went through all its phases, yeah, man. It went like everything. A, to tell you how much he enjoyed your your rhymes you know what i mean like because you know you know people people got attitudes people got situations they make it hard to to enjoy you know to enjoy like somebody's 
skill level when they ran when they ran a TD all year. You ran that ball crazy, man. You did that, you know, first down, yo. You feel me? Yeah. And so I got a chance to witness what it was that they loved and what they liked. And this was random, man. And that was my favorite time in hip hop. That was, those were my favorite experiences, man. Because it was weeks and weeks and weeks of going back and forth on the train like that. And nobody knew anything, and I can enjoy it because I because I was tearing the mixtapes, I was yellow taping them, Jones. Yeah, he was destroying them completely. But during that whole time, because I can tell you that that was my favorite time. How could I be thinking that I'm going to the top of hip hop? How you gonna go to the top of hip hop? I don't know anybody know what you look like. Mm. So I was never thinking that. I was always just happy to get out on the get off the bench. Mm. That was all I ever wanted to do. You know, you know, and I got spanked for it, you know, after certain times, man, and I spanked back. And then it turned into something where X amount of years later, they, they you know, aside from you guys, I want to shout y'all out. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Tone and DJ Infamous, the Infamous, like y'all keeping it funky because you're all the way above. You're not jumping into that zone. Y'all keeping it like genuine, like yeah. the train yeah. rides, you know? Yeah, we appreciate that. Definitely. Just like them rides, man. It was it was authentic then. Yeah. For me, I never wanted to. I never wanted to be like no, because then then you're not playing and it's not teamwork, right? When did I really show my ass on these records? It was in group tracks and tracks where there was other MCs on the track, the MCs that we all love, right? Mm-hmm. How could you, you know, write and rhyme like that and not have reverence for the people you're on the track with? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's just really break it down. Like, they really thought I was I was trying to be, you know what I'm saying, like, the number one and the rest of the thing didn't matter. I only wanted to participate because of what it meant to me. It didn't make any sense. Like, I wasn't after no bread. I wasn't chasing no bread. I never talked about it. So, where did, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, they, they weren't really being accurate in even how they were looking at it. So, if I was so interested in taking the whole thing over and being some kind of dictator, where was the signs of that? Where was this overbearing? Where was it at? It was just in them little rhymes. You know, you one of the little rhymes he wrote in his mom's basement. <laughs> I was in the basement. You know, I'm trying to say, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, as a youth, though, you know, I was out the house at 16. You understand what I'm saying? But I'm just saying, prior to that, 13 years old, you know, you're in grandma's mom's basement writing these rhymes. Yeah. How, how how could I want to control the world then with my little my little stupid rhymes? You understand mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say? Like they really they put too much pressure on me, man. They they was just mad at them little rhymes. Yeah, it, it, it had that it had that been a lot of pressure because it, there's no social media involved. Like you said, there's no social media, yeah. there's no visuals, yeah. tone. It's just literally bars. That's Let's it. Let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it a buck, man. What kind of dudes would they have had to bend, man? And it ain't just one that you're thinking. It's not him, man. He was one paying no attention to me. I'm talking about some of the others, man, that y'all maybe don't even know mm. that were just so vexed at this little nigga with his little notepad. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. these rhymes. like why were you so mad at him, man? <laughs> he don't have what you have. He doesn't want what you have. He just want to get on that mic and yellow tape it. It's the skill set. That's what it is. Yeah, but, but what was so offensive about it when he he got that from you yeah you, you, <laughs> you see you see how the, you no. see how i'm looking at it you, you see I'm, look, I'm looking at it like yo y'all niggas was like a little bunch of little holes man <laughs> that's all they were that's all they were that's all they were you understand what i'm saying that's all they were and you know they forced me to 
you know what I'm saying? Like through 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 tremendous pressure, tremendous, you know what I'm saying? Skull grinding pressure. They forced me to figure out ways to maneuver through it, leave rap alone, go away, you know, deal with the discourse, you know, internalize, bring out to the surface, mend, try to heal, but fracture and fragment. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, all of these things, right? You know, learn how to not be the one that cracks under pressure, but learn how to even survive, right? Learn how to survive, learn how to, you know, certain, you know, you know, you know, imminent danger, learn how to deal with things like that. They force you to do that. And now, and then you look at it now and you come back and you just, you know, you had, you have mercy on all of that and realize that, okay, man, it's knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, right? Knowledge is your left leg, wisdom is your right, and together they take you up the staircase of understanding. So now I understand that, all right, you didn't really understand that because, you know, they got the knowledge, but they don't have the wisdom. Or they got the wisdom and they don't have enough knowledge and they weren't hopping up the staircase on one foot. That's not how it works. You need both those legs to take you up the staircase of understanding. So what that tells me is that in spite of all them rhymes they were spitting, they didn't have enough of one and the other to give them the understanding that, yo, he just trying to, he just want to show out for y'all, man. He wants y'all to, he want to be accepted. He just want to get off the bench and play with y'all, man. Like, that's all that is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cass knew that. He knew that. Mm -hmm. And there yeah. were a few others that, that Domingo was from that era. Domingo knows everything about that era. Domingo wanted to see that too. That's how that full spectrum dominance record came out. But in general, what I'm saying is for the most part, the rest of hip hop, man, was Clark Kent saw that. He, he wanted to, you know, there's certain names in there. You know, Clef saw that too. You know, he wanted to, you know, they saw that. Yeah, he just want to rhyme. And all right, man, take me under the wing and let me just rhyme. That's all I wanted to do, you know? So really the way that things became, it was unnecessary, man. It didn't, they didn't get more music out of me because of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Man. Dropping, dropping them stories, dropping that. Yo, I appreciate that cannabis. You know what? I ask, I ask uh, a lot of artists this question. This is actually one of my favorite questions to ask, but um, I, I want to choose like a random song from your catalog. And if you're comfortable with it, would you be cool? Like telling me a story from the studio session when you recorded the song? Okay. If, if not, if it's a, if it's a, if it's a I, I got my own equipment. The answer is yes, but um, I got my own equipment early on in the game so oh. if it's one where i had where i already have my equipment then then i'll tell you okay you gotta try the next one because i already have my equipment during them oh god gotcha, gotcha. all right how about the song honor you okay i honor you was done in the studio um you know i had uh our engineer would have been uh warren Riker. you know white boy with a ponytail you know best ears best ears of the 1990s to me you know what i'm saying um i learned a lot from them and uh I think we had uh Mary Mary on that on that that uh that record they were singing the the vocals the hook, um, you know Clef and Jerry Jerry Wonder produced that. Okay. Um, I would just did I did the rhymes I come back and they had the hook on there and it was a song you know what I'm yeah. saying beautiful song, and um yeah the the my story is just Mary Mary came in there and they they you know with the direction of Jerry and Clef they made it a hit you know what I mean you know. I like prize prizes around too, but 
Proz Proz was like, you know, Proz is real cerebral about other things. He's doing other things. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't always there trying to mess with with the with the rhymes itself. You know, you know. But uh, but yeah, you know, I did uh, the the rock star with him, the record that the ghetto superstar. You know, rest in peace to uh, rest in paradise to ODB and um, yeah. Maya was on that record. Yeah. And real quick on the caveat with that, I, I was there when 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 ODB recorded that record. Yeah. Okay. Studio, and he did he did the first verse he did was better than the verse that came out. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, but 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 he was adamant on like you erased that shit. You know what I mean? So so yeah, you erased it. You know what I mean? Is, is ODB then, underrated as an MC? I mean, you're very, an elite MC, and I, very, I've heard stories that like very, he was really like battle rap, like he was really very, airing it out. Do you think his personality, very, his personality maybe judged too much and of how he was yeah. like you know we thought of him as like eccentric we saw the mtv cribs type of situation and people kind of judged him on that set of lyrics very 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 underrated um well the people who was around him and seen him get busy know better but uh but in terms of the world they can have they have no idea how the man just going to boot you know doing it live action is 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 one thing right and there's a skill to that but there's also it doesn't require the same thing as when you're in the booth being in the booth now, you know, he would, you know, he'd do his stack, stack his vocals and, and, you know, this man singing. And it's like, I don't know if he has like a classical, uh, you know, you know, degree in, in, in you know, music arts and opera, you know what I mean? And orchestra. I'm not sure. You know what I'm saying? I don't yeah, know yeah. his past like that, but I know that, the notes he was singing, man, them octaves, man, like, yo, man, them things was connecting. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, when he, when he, in Ghetto Superstar, it was, uh, uh, like, all that, like, listen to me, man, like, he was doing that live in the studio when we listening, and you know what I mean? Like, and then, you know, when he's done with the singing, that, you gotta just be like, all right, that's a cut, we, we're keeping that. You know what mm. I mean? Like, it's, it was real. It wasn't something that was, was like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't pre-orchestrated. Like, he did that live, you know what I mean? And yeah, that verse yeah. was different from the first verse. But the first verse was erased on his adamant. You know, he insisted yeah, he didn't want it. that it be erased. And so it was erased. And when he finished with the second verse, we didn't like the second verse as much as the first. But it was so crazy when he was singing the end, because the ghetto superstar ended his verse. It was so crazy, that singing part. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah, just yeah. like, yo, all right, man, stack that. Let's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't do the talking, but I was just sitting there watching, you know? Yeah, so I just brought that up because I honor you. It was around that time, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, same type of recording. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. dope. Uh, cannabis here on the Infamous Hour, we have a top five segment. We have everything from top five fast foods to top five hip-hop groups of all time. So here for this segment, we want to do top five hip-hop albums of all time. Go. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go with... uh. Number one, I'm gonna go with Follow the Leader. Oh, okay. Yeah. Number two, number two, I'm gonna go with Illmatic. Illmatic. Yeah, number three, I'm gonna go with Muddy Waters. Redman. No, number four, I'm gonna go with Tell the World My Name. Mm. Right? Mm. Okay. And number number five, I'm gonna go with Black Moon Enter the Stage. Black Moon okay. Enter the Stage. Hey. Yeah, those are my jokes, man. <laughs> those are my jokes, man. Y'all want to know where all them rhymes come from, man. Go check that. The rhyme did it. Go look at it, man. Go check it out. Yeah. Them jokes right there, man. Do we have like, like a, really... do we have like an honorable mention? 
maybe like an honorable mention or oh yeah yeah for sure for sure um 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 Illadel, Illadel, uh you know the roots roots the roots yeah, yeah. Illadel, you know what I'm saying that the half-life jump man mm. retarded retarded yeah. <laughs> yo then <laughs> I ride down streets and take back route y'all already know man y'all already know them days man why crazy rhymes man yeah so yo cannabis man yo um I gotta say, man, you got to spend a lot of time with Wyclef, man. What were some things you learned being around Wyclef early on? Um, so I knew that uh, you know, what I mean, when you got a guy, man, that back in the in the nineties and he had, they had done so much traveling, like all of them in general had done so much traveling that they had uh passports that were discarded because of the amount of stamps. Wow, so, you, know, you got three or four passports that are full of stamps. Right. Wow. Which tells you a little something about how, you know, how much of the world experience. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're traveling everywhere and, you know, you got your own cook, you know what I'm saying? For, for security purposes. I don't know mm-hmm. if you understand what I mean. Like you mm-hmm. got your own cook for security purposes. Right. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Early. That's interesting. I'm talking about early. I'm talking about early. Yeah. Because come on, man. Like if you, if you traveling like that and you, you, you know, and you meeting with, heads of state and you know royalty and different things like that the last thing you want to do is just go eat from any old place right because mm-hmm. why it might you know drop a little something, something in it yeah. right yeah yeah so you know you you know you know now nah, i can't afford my own cook but so i just might go to the you know what i'm saying go to random jamaican caribbean spots because <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna run up in there and poison no 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 Jamaican or West Indian cooks food. I know you ain't gonna do that, nah. man. You get chopped up, man. You try to go in there and try to poison that. You know what I'm saying? So you can't. That's how I can know my food safety. Eat. You understand? So you know. But yeah, that's one. That's one thing. Like if you want to ask, but if you ask about something that I just never knew, that was deep. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those brothers, man. Yeah, those brothers, love, those brothers are superficial. So, I mean, so obviously we have this new project that's coming out, and I kind of feel like, because um, we were talking a little about talking to M80 earlier, and we have like projects coming out every month, and it's a different workload, but I kind of feel like you're prepared for the workload because you were doing this early on with the freestyles. I mean, you were just dropping, you know, new joints. With, it took some guys like three months to come out with a new freestyle. You were rapidly firing off. So, talk about the workload um, that it takes to be successful as an MC. In right. 2022, and and how incredible is it that we are seeing the resurgence of our quote unquote legacy artists? Right, we have a lot of guys dropping music, like AZ's right. dropping, Nas is dropping, Buster's right. dropping, right. you're dropping, um, the Roots are dropping, like guys right. are dropping. Look at someone like Master Ace, right? Master Ace right. is like 56 oh, yeah. years old, and he's Been like dropping it. like crazy. It's so. So, so how do you adjust to this workload, or do you think that you are prepared for this type of workload, being able to drop projects every month, uh, based on the work that you did before? So, for me, gotta tell you, man, like you know, I got certifications under my belt that don't have nothing to do with no music, man. Mm. And you know what I mean? Like uh, my day to day, you know what I mean? I do heavy lifting. I I get it popping out there. You hear me? Like so, um, in the field. So, so the whole thing is, it's not. For me, I can't say that I'm in top. I'm in top form. I'm not in dog shape with this rap shit. I'm not. Um, uh, it's more experience now doing things. A lot of it is membrane muscle memory. You know what I'm saying? Even my short term memory. It's like I, I don't 
I got to write the rhymes down if they come through my head real quick and get on with my day and what I'm doing. I can't remember it until the end of the day and remember what I was thinking about. It's impossible mm. nowadays, you yeah. know. Um, um, it's more difficult. It's not easy. It's more difficult. The thing is now, the inspiration is different because finally, there's, there's some light there, like mm. the interview like this. Mm. There's just a little bit. There's a sliver of light there that's recharging me where it's like... Uh, Yo, bitch, there's still people that are good to go in this shit, man. Everybody ain't just a goddamn fucking zombie, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Like I this agree. shit, this shit, man, this shit is like a nightmare, yo. Like, like, like until you get to a safe house, like, like where you at right now, I'm in a safe house. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a safe But zone. until you get to the next safe house, it's like, yo, man, what is this shit? You see what I'm saying? And yeah. that right there depletes any kind of creativity whatsoever and i think that's the whole point of it right that's the point of this type of stuff that they do like for example i was just i was looking i was telling you about the all hiphop.com like how they've got that on that site yeah yeah like it's that's mis- about it's misleading me. and it's misleading and it's not real it's yeah and, not it's, real. and it's unfair and it's unfair. yeah you, un- you understand yeah. what i'm saying and yeah and and um yeah and uh yeah you know what i mean and, and you look at that and you're like with stuff like that how can you be creative so with energies like yours, you know what I'm saying? Each one teach one energy. Man, that's it, it gives it gives the it makes the sponge. It's like that 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 ranking sponge that you have that it just smells bad. You've been using it for so long, you know what I'm saying? It's got, you know, soap in it or whatever, but you know what? It still works. Mm, yeah, it does. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? You just gotta you just gotta wash your hands after you wash it, you know what I'm saying? You use it the what you just gotta wash your hands afterwards, you know what I mean? But that's what it's like for me now with the hip hop. Like the sponge is still working. Yeah. And it's only because I'm getting water now. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm getting some sustenance now. Before, you know what I mean? Before, man, before this, this little, this little lily pad of refuge, mm-hmm. it was all negative, man. All 100 percent negative. Yo, you go through them records of some of some of my more prolific records poetically, the for whom to be tolls and mm-hmm. uh you know, like the melatonin magic stuff. Say again? Huh? Yeah. You know, uh, um, you know, you know, uh the time flies like dies. Like um, even uh even uh full spectrum dominance, you know, all those records, man, Mike Club the curriculum, like it was so dark, man, during them times, man. Like the, you know, a lot of the the criticism, it was unfounded. It was like I said, if I was just a battle rapper, so we got real battle rappers right now. Mm. That that's that's all they get their bread from. That's all. That's how they pay the bills. That's it. That's all they do, right? Mm-hmm. So their name should be battle rapper. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. Why was I such a such a curmudgeon? You know what I'm saying? You know why was I labeled as that when really I was approachable? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I was. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know. That's, that's yeah, man. All right, I'll, I'll leave you with this one, Cannabis. Um, I, you got to travel the world as well with, with Wyclef and in some respects on your own for your own things. But um, where was the, the randomest place where you saw you had fans? I mean, uh, brotherhood, so to speak. Warsaw, Poland. Poland. Warsaw, Poland? Yeah. That was quick, too. Like, he, he, he had it, like, right there on the top. Yeah. How did they embrace that was, it? Hold on, that was one of them. That was one of them. The other ones in South Africa. Um, it's a way to, to be exact and Joburg crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I seen my CD 
in a place where you know, the way the background looked, uh, like my CD was there, like it was it was crazy to see it in that place. It was just like you like, wow, like my CD made it all the way there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're crazy. You're and I want to send a shout out to all, all, all my folks out there in that region of the world, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how y'all get my music there mm. and then have the comprehension like, you know, saying that that exactitude of the English language, being able to really get down to, to that. Really understand what I you're saying. I don't know how yeah. they do it. I just don't. But I got to send, I got to highlight that and say that they are probably, you know, the Sigma males of this whole rap game, man. Yeah. They have to be because how do they understand it and get to it and get right down to it mm. with, with all of the, all of the obstacles that we think get music like that. Yeah. Definitely. Round of applause. Cannabis in the building. Yeah. Once again, right now, you're watching the Infamous Hour. I'm your host, the Infamous Amadeus. All social media platforms at the Infamous Amadeus. Tone is here and Cannabis is here. And I apologize. We're supposed to be 40 minutes. We're having some genuine conversation. And and I'm glad because this is the reason why we do this, right? We want artists to feel comfortable. And I could imagine that there was like a sense of uncomfortability, like dealing with radio people and podcasters um, because they ask stupid ass questions. It's like you just keep asking the same questions all the time. And it's like, come on, there's more to ask. It's deliberate. It's it deliberate. Clickbait. It's deliberate, family. It's clickbait. deliberate, King. Clickbait. Click, clickbait. But we have this new project coming out, One Step Closer to Infinity. Talk about it. So we have this project coming out where the fans can get it. And what can the fans look forward to from cannabis in 2022 and beyond? Okay, so uh, really, man, you know, um, all praise is due to the creator, the most high for, you know, the days past uh, and the present, right? And um, the future. I mean, let's just stick with the present, man. Let's 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 uh Kaiju uh was a record that came out in December. Um, I loved it. A lot of the people that they got it, they loved it. They today they're in our, our little listening, uh virtual listening party for the uh one step closer to infinity record. You know, I asked them about what do they think about the kaiju and give me some of the rhymes and they 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 were showing they were, they were tagging in, man, chiming in with their favorite lyrics and stuff. So Kaiju's out there, came out in December. If you haven't got that, you know, you might want to give it a listen. Um, it's One Step Closer to Infinity is this month's project. Um, it's also something that I think, you know, if, if you if, if you like Kaiju, you probably really love this one, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, check that out. It's CannyNFT.com. That's C-A-N-I-N-F-T.com. You know, you can go there to just get updated and see what's going on. Um the workload moving forward, nothing changes, still heavy, still hot and heavy. Um, and uh, I'm going to still be yellow taping these tracks. I got, you know, of course, you know, I got K Solo here. You know, he right there in the background. Oh, you know, shout out K Solo. You want to say what up? You want to say what up? K Solo, what's up? I got here. <laughs> yeah, that's right. K right. Solo, what's the word? Y'all got, y'all got the real guard in the building, yeah. The, the, the legendary. <laughs> What's up? Infamous Amadea, Sirius XM, Shea 45. What's up, brother? How are you? All good, man. Just over here in the moment. Yeah, that's right. Actually, you're on cannabis. We actually spoke on the phone one time. I, I, I forgot who I was on the phone. It was like a three-way. I, I believe it was with my man Chill. Um, okay. It was my man Chill. We were talking about like distribution. I, I can't remember. I, I believe that's where it was. But all right. So you're on cannabis new project. Talk about cannabis as an MC. A lot of people watch this and listen to this right now. Um, what can the fans expect from this project and particularly the song that you're on? We took our time, you know, just having fun with it. I talked to Redman before I did it, and then um, 
he gave us our blessings too because we we working on um with Red Man we doing Muddy Waters two. Oh, and, uh, yeah. oh really? Muddy Waters yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Muddy Waters two is coming up. But cannabis, like I said, if you hear the first album, Kaiju, it's just like he's solid, you know, solid lyricist, underground grunge, you know, yeah. not too many hooks. Just having fun with hip hop again, you know. Yeah. Uh, we got a great opportunity to keep, uh, you know, the wheels turning, and uh, we're taking total advantage of it. And it's like it's good to hear him in these pockets. And uh, the story on the next album, you'll hear it uh, after the Meta Verga. It's like he's just having fun, like always. He was always that MC, you know. And um, we come from that b boy MC fold. Yeah. So we're like Jedi's of it. We're not the guys that. Uh, you know, we're just Jedi's, man. We were the ones that brought British walkers and all of that stuff into the rap game. The mm-hmm. B-boy rappers, you know. Shout out to Premier and all of those guys that represent that code of conduct in hip hop. Wu Tang picked up the torch. Um, you know, it's just boom bap. It's that real. That's what like was the first like the Jedi of it, you know. And that's what we're representing. Mm-hmm. And um. I got some surprises for cannabis in the future. I won't really reveal them, but um, he is a lyrical cyborg, and we got another one out there. We're gonna bring them together, so uh, we're having fun. Yeah, and we want everybody to enjoy this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're definitely looking forward to the, to the uh, to, to more cannabis projects, and especially you know if you're definitely involved, we know it's it's definitely go time. Yeah, yeah, and I just want to say that it's quality. You know, it's quality from that era that is standing out, you know, like a sore thumb and it's for the people like us, like, you know, we want to hear that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. We don't want to hear the bubble gum and the mumble rap, you know, and nothing against them. They're making a living, but we want to be authentic. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is. It's authentic wordplay, uh, you know, swordsmanship. And um, we are hip hop to the core, you know, and yeah. that's what we're going to represent. We're here for you guys. Shout out to DJ Greenland and shout out to DJ Scratch, all our boys. Shout out to everybody that does what we do. And shout out to those that don't. (laughs) (laughs) You got a question, Tony? Oh, man, appreciate your work, man. We definitely, like like Im said, we're excited to hear the project. And if somebody says that it's going to be quality, it's definitely something to look forward to. So salute to you and all you're doing with cannabis and everybody else. Thank you so much. Yeah, you you know, okay, so I I remember... I, and I was young at this time, so I, I I was born in '83. You had a song, I think it was called like "Fugitive." Correct. <laughs> Yo, man. So I infamous one of them dudes, man. Wait, and I, I don't have business listening to a lot of these records because I must have been like, uh, <laughs> like I was like ten or like eleven, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you've been dropping music since the '90s, and I mean like literally like the '90s, right? And then you see. Yeah. The evolving of, of hip hop, you see, um, and you've been through your own trials and tribulations. Obviously, the DMX. I mean, it's it's not a, it's not important or relevant at this point, right? But well, what, you know, it's just that when you're in hip hop and we were in the jail and we was trying to be the best that we were, we had that issue. Spar. I love DMX and um, I love his struggle and I love his. Um, you know, it's just hip hop. It's nothing personal. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mike Tyson felt the same way about Holyfield. Uh, yeah. We were yeah. trying to be the best. We were trying to be, you know, prestige rappers at that time, and we were banging heads to do that. So. Yeah. You know, yeah. and no affairs in, in, in that, but, um, yeah. you know, I, I love Dex at the end. You know, we came together and, mm-hmm. you know, I respected what he did with, with his with his platform and he had a voice for people. He was the voice for the people that, you know, 
didn't have a voice. Yeah. So he resonated. So, he resonated with a certain audience. But but I guess yeah. my, I guess my question is like being like one of like the elder state, like really elder statements, like even before cannabis, and you know you, you're you're in like the granddaddy IU, like that type of release. Uh, yeah, yeah. Where do you think hip hop goes in the next twenty years? Like we, we have like a lot of older people that watch uh, the show on, on social media and hear us on the radio, and they kind of lost hope. They're like, oh, I hit like the bubble gum rap or the quote unquote trap rap. So yeah, what do you That's have to say to question. those people? That's a good question, but but I think um, it evolves into different branches. Hip-hop is a tree, and you have different branches on the tree, and you have different people that are going to gravitate to different forms of it, and it's fine, um, as long as we all keep hip-hop uh, alive and working, it's fine. You know, it's growing, you know, and, you know, and, and, and our job is just to keep it authentic for, um, for, for what we do, because, you know, that's where it started. Yeah. Um, you know, it started with the boom bap. It started, you know, with those uh, lyrical guys that were just witty and on point. Uh, you know, Bismarck was real special in that aspect too. Bismarck always, mm. you know, God bless the dead. You know, uh, was I started rapping with Bismarck as a little kid, and uh, at that time I, I had a different rap name and everything. But just to be in the room with Bismarck, a person who was one of the hardest working men in show business, that honored the rap game and was a clean cut kid. Um, Bismarck never did a crime in his life. He's just a solid guy. Uh, you know, to bring him to your house. And that was hip hop that we knew. We didn't know it to be anything other than something pure and an art form to make people have a good time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I grew up in that era and I grew up with him and rock him too. Uh, salute to him too. They were just like great wordsmiths and they were great people. You know, they didn't do any crazy stuff where we, you know, they didn't let us do anything crazy where we felt we were going to follow a trend and get in trouble. It was always a great scenario. And, uh, you know, it's it's gonna have different facets. It's gonna have mumble rappers. There's nothing wrong with that. These yeah. guys, yeah. Not, they're making a living and they respect the art form. It's not a problem. It's when you bring the BS to the table and they close the door and they stop it, then it's an issue. Yeah, no, definitely. Round of applause. Case solo pulled up. Tone two for one special. Thank you so much. Infamous out. I ain't mad at that. It's two for one special. Matter of fact, I'm gonna holler at M80 to make sure I get you on the show. Uh, okay, so right, cool. Thank you so much, man. No, definitely. I'll uh, shout your social media if anybody want to follow you before I get cannabis. Okay, back yeah, in. K Solo Wolf Gang uh, underscore Wolf Gang on both uh, Facebook and IG. Peace. All right, appreciate it. Let's, let's get the I, cannabis back I in. Love Look, man, listen yeah, to sure. me, man. There you go. Listen, I love the both of you. You understand, you understand me? I love the both of you. Appreciate it. Um, you know, from the core of my being, I want to thank you for being absolute. You know, what I'm saying top tier. Journalists, interviewers, um, um, you know, music collectors, you know what I'm saying, connoisseurs of just rap music, you know what yeah. I mean? Hip hop, hip hop, the word hip hop, I don't know, man. Like, I'd be happy if maybe somebody come up with, you know, an updated word for that. Um, because hip hop is, you know, whatever, but rap is the word that everybody ran with, right? Yeah, yeah. Hip hop's kind of running out of gas, you know, if you say it, what's mm-hmm. hip hop? You know, mm-hmm. I've heard that even recently, mm-hmm. but rap is the word they ran with, so you guys are rap connoisseurs. We, are, we, we definitely appreciate that. Uh, final two questions before we get out of here. One, the DMX co- collaboration on the last project. Um, how did that come about? Uh, did you guys like reconnect and you got them on the joint or how did that happen? That was M80 had uh, you know vocals. Okay. He worked very, very closely with X mm-hmm. and um, he had vocals and it was used for a hook, you know? Yeah. We just, you know, he had it spliced out throughout the hook so it wasn't uh like getting the studio make the record but it was my way of paying homage to somebody who i you know i came out in 98 we came out at the same time it was just me and him that mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. i don't even think there was a group 
I know he had the biggest publishing deals. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely, though. I know that. Yeah, but, yeah. but as far yeah. as the, you know what I'm saying? Because after that, life is good for a kid. You know what I'm saying? That's when that's when y'all really probably see me like start asking out, showing my ass with them rhymes. Like 2000 BC came out after I had my publishing deal. Yeah, so he was outside. <laughs> so that's why I was rhyming. Yeah, I was rhyming like a madman. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't need nothing from nobody. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> yeah, definitely. But, uh, yeah, see what happens when y'all give me, you know what I'm saying, the space to create and I get what I need. You yeah, know what I'm But yeah, man, uh, I really do love the two of you in spirit. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate that. Mind and soul for that. It, yeah, people like that, there's not that many. Yeah, listen, man, listen, man, anything y'all need, you hear me? Because what you did today, you you provided a lily pad of refuge. Appreciate you know that. what I'm saying? In, a, in like a a swamp of gators everywhere, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? And we, we swimming it. We ain't got no no fan boat. You know what I mean? So yeah. to get to a lily pad of refuge and, and this and this is a big deal. And I appreciate you. Anything you ever need, you hit me. You hit I, me. I appreciate it. Definitely. Tom, final question. Oh man, it's more more of just a comment, man. Just just so you know, everything you do, there's thousands of people checking for you who are rooting for you to succeed. Whether it's in music or outside of music, man, there's people who just genuinely have, uh, you know, uh, leaned off your energy for years, man, and they've been listening yeah. to music nonstop since since you started in the '90s, man. I'm one of them, so salute. Yeah. Continue to do your thing, bro. I'm starting to see a little bit of light with that, just a little bit, and um, please keep shining it because y'all keep shining that beacon. I'm gonna home in on it, and I'm gonna get to you. Yeah, that's right. I can't really get you. I can't really get to you exactly right now because I'm building something and I'm doing it, but but just keep flashing that beacon i'm coming man trust me bro it's, you know yeah i don't want to scare nobody man yo it ain't gonna be nothing it's gonna be a meta burger you know what i'm saying <laughs> the door, like the cable guys you know what i'm saying like it's so good but yo i love you too you hear me thank no you for being top tier you know journalists interviews man and hip-hop connoisseurs and collectors all right no we definitely appreciate it. once again this is the infamous hour thanks get to my guest cannabis watch the infamous hour every single thursday 9 p.m on boom bap nation sirius xm shade 45 noon and 3 p.m to next time make sure you stay COVID 19 free and stay safe we're out of here love life and legacy y'all